Hey gang, Mike P here. Thank you for tuning in. This is the We Speak English Good podcast. I am here in Ocean Beach, California, or San Diego, but in Ocean Beach. And uh, I just got done with a podcast, and I am going to do a little intro here for this particular show. This show was pretty awesome. I love Shabrielle. She... She's very young, but her voice is amazing, as you'll be able to hear a couple tunes in this podcast. She gets pretty personal in this interview, and I really appreciate that of her. I just wanted to say she does have a show Friday the 30th, September 30th, 2016, um, at the Vinyl. I, I believe that's at the Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, so if you are listening out there, please do stop in, say hi, and check out an incredible talent. Uh, I, I met her through online stuff through Ronaldo. Oh, what's his last name? He's, he was the drummer for uh, R&R, the now defunct R&R. And uh, he posted something on Facebook. And it was incredible. It's just awesome neo soul, just really beautiful music. So check this out. I'm not going to ramble on too much longer. I have dates coming up, but who cares? Let's just jump right into this. This is the fabulous, beautiful, and talented Chabrielle. <laughs> It's nice to see you and meet you finally. Kinda. Yeah, good to meet you too. Yeah, internet meeting. <laughs> um, um, by the way, my name is pronounced like Shabriel. Shabriel. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I, I noticed that you put the phonetics on this one because yeah. I think I was calling you Sabriel, <laughs> but I'm sure you hear that all the time. Yeah. And so, so is that what inspired you to do the, the Shabriel? Yeah, uh, hold on one second. Oh, I'm going to take out these headphones, if that's okay. Oh, of course. Hello. Um, yeah, I, I definitely had to change, um, had to really put that out there so people, you know, knew how to say it and whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'll probably be going along with that for a while now. Uh, now, is it, are you going to actually, because I know you have Shabriel uh, and then you have your phonetics, um, are you going by the phonetics itself or are you going to be still the S-A-B-R-I-E-L? Oh, no. Um, that The phonetics is just like the name of the album, I oh, guess. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but still we'll just be going by like the regular spelling. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And that also helps me when I actually post this. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. The, I, I know that you're a busy person, so I, I, it's much appreciated. 
I love the album. And by the way, this is um, Shabriel. If you couldn't tell by the beginning of this weird intro, <laughs> we had a little connection problem, mostly on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, now, are you from Las Vegas? Yeah, uh, born and raised, um, I think a couple generations down. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what, do you know what your family did? What brought them to that that oasis in the desert? Um, yeah. So, um, the highest it goes is my great grandmother and she's still living here. She's still alive, oh, still wow. kicking. <laughs> um, yeah, but she, um, has like kind of a cool story. Um, I mean, long story short, oh, one, of the, Take your time. one of the first houses that she lived in, um, was like brought over to downtown Las Vegas from the Hoover Dam. Oh, they <laughs> moved the house. Yeah, so they moved the house from the Hoover Dam um, to downtown Las Vegas. Like, you could drive by it now. Um, and, yeah, so she had a couple daughters here, and they, like, you know, went to Gorman and way back then. And um, and then my grandmother had my dad, and my dad has been living here his whole life, and then he had me, and, yeah. yeah. And so here we are. Mm -hmm. So what – I mean, you seem pretty young. How old are you, if you don't mind? Uh, I'm 21. Yeah, you seem very young. So, <laughs> um, so was your parents at all musically inclined at all? Yeah, um, my dad drums and sings. Um, so he, you know, did that as a kid and as like a young adult. And um, my mom and my dad like really um you know came together because of music so you know my mom has like a, a tattoo of like the prince symbol and, you know, <laughs> yes totally connected through that so um since i was in the womb it was just like music 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 good music all in my ears so yeah okay okay so yeah you're uh so i i was wondering because your first your first ep that one, uh, I read, I think on your bio that you released it when you were 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that EP, like, I mean, a lot changes from, you know, 16 to 21. Oh, obviously. yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, because I was going to say there was a noticeable, noticeable difference between, you know, because, like, I heard, like, some kind of, like, indie folk kind of on there. And then, yeah. but it's good. It's good. It's not a bad album at all. It's actually a beautiful album. Oh, Both your you. EPs are very beautiful. Um, so what, what was, um, what was kind of the junks, junks, juxtaposition between those two albums? Well, I will say that, um, when you are young like that and, uh, don't really know, like, you know, who you are, um, a lot of the influence comes from the people who are around you. So I would say that first EP, I wouldn't say it was like completely me. Um, I would say it was a lot more of the musicians who helped me write it, mm -hmm. uh, that it represented. And for this EP, um, since 2011, up until now, I've really just like learned who I am and I'm just like ready to, to do an EP that completely like is me, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was like definitely, um, you know, figuring out who you are. And I guess that's, you know, why I, continued to um have it be self-titled because like okay yeah that was like you know my intro that first one was like an intro EP but this one like was completely me you know like don't don't forget like how to say the name like this is who it is you know like yeah 
Right on. So do you play any instruments? Um, I actually don't. So my background, um, since I was three years old, I was dancing. Mm -hmm. So my brain was filled with learning, learning that, you know, uh, that was what I was developing. What um, kind of dance, if I can just interrupt here? Yeah, of course. Um, well, as a kid, you know, I did tap, jazz, ballet, all of that. Yeah, and then nice. um, I tap yeah. dance for eight years. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to a performing arts school for high school and, you know, just did all of it. Um, I think contemporary ended up being my favorite. But uh-huh. so just, you know, that free movement um, and learning how to perform, like that's what I was really focused on. And uh, that kind of translated into like singing, which I always did. Um, and then I knew how to perform. I knew how to express emotions and yeah. So yeah, no instruments. I mean, I can sit down at a piano and like play a little, but more, it's more about the emotion and vibes for me. Right on. So what, uh, so who does like the primary writing then when you, do you like co- uh, collaborate with musicians and you just sort of hum, uh, how, how do you write a song then is my question. Um, yeah, I, I like to collaborate with other musicians for sure. Um, I think I've gotten to the point where I could sit down and write a song, which is cool, but I, you know, I love to hear what is going on in other people's minds and how that comes out in chords and stuff. So, um, you'll see on the back of the EP, uh, everyone who wrote all the songs. And, um, so yeah, usually when I write, it's like lyrically, um, I'll just like come up with a couple of lyrics like throughout the week or something and then it'll all come together. Something will inspire me while I'm driving. Um, and then I'll, you know, come together with someone else and we'll just vibe from there. Right. And so do you like hum like a melody? Do you like write melodies or how, how, how do you come up with different um, melody lines with your I, songs? I guess it depends. Um, because sometimes the song will start from a melody that I'll just, you know, start humming. And as you start humming, words just kind of fit in mm. and it feels good. Um, so sometimes it'll happen like that. And then from there, I'll bring it to someone to, you know, finish it. Um, other times it'll come from their original chords and I'll start singing over it. So it, I don't know. It just depends. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever we're feeling. No, I feel you. I mean, sometimes it's just... I, I get what you're saying with writing because it, it, there's no one like real way to write a song, right? <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. It, it's not like there's this perfect formula where you just sit there, like a math equation, like, okay, if I add this plus uh, melody plus harmony equals cor- chorus, you know, it's like... Exactly. It's like, like you hear some. I've had it like... I've had like... Um, I've actually taken songs that I've written and slowed them down and had and had a whole new song come out of that just oh, by wow. slowing them down or speeding them up and um just hearing how the melodies kind of change because you know you're changing keys you're changing the speed of the song tempos and stuff so you actually start to hear different lines come out of it and then expand on that which, exactly which is just a weird experimental thing but, yeah, but, you know, like, but that's what it's got to come from for sure to feel like genuine because like, you know, you can turn on the radio and, and you can definitely hear that equation that you're just talking. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, so there's there is that equation. Um, <laughs> but when you stray away from that equation, that's where like the real magic comes from for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you have like this very mature, 
I mean, I, I mean, you're you're a woman. You're a young woman. You're 21. I'm 33, so I'm just this old dusty fart over here. Yeah, right. But uh, but you know, like maturity comes comes pouring through. Where do you think that comes from? Like, cause your voice. I mean, your voice sounds like. I, I don't know. You just sound older. Do you get that a lot? You get that your voice and your and the way you sing and how you present yourself uh, comes through older. Yeah, I do get that a lot. Um, because me as, you know, just a person talking, like my talking voice is completely different than my singing voice. Very much so. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's one of those things where it's, you know, I don't know where it comes from. Sometimes you like, you just start singing and it's like, whoa what, what the hell is that yeah yeah no I, I it's like a mystery you know yeah i guess that's the great unknown the muse right it's yeah like, where where does that come from does it come from the universe or yes or and, you it... know yeah there's there's a bunch of different theories about stuff like that too like um i know like i don't i can't pinpoint the time but way 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 back then like uh artists would you know kind of say that the stuff that was coming out of them was like, you know, a completely different being. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, to take the pressure off of them too. And that's like, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I do believe in like, you know, vibes and energy and universe, the universe and stuff like that. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. Cause you, I mean, some people, uh, I was reading this one book where this guy was talking about, it was just like neuron and chemicals and just how your neurons fire off. Um, yeah. Going into like flow state, these like hot words, you know. Um, but but really, it is just this mystery that it's like, how does one, I mean, because like when you're really feeling something and you just sort of lose a sense of time and space and you just like you're saying like what the hell just happened you know you mm -hmm. just sort of channeled something something takes over you yeah i don't know if we'll ever really be able to explain that you know it's just i mean scientists can try to but i don't know i mean i, I feel like the 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 portion of the brain that channels like art art in general and the side of the brain that channels like you know science it's kind of a, oh no, and we lost connection. And it always happens right when we're talking about some real shit. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to call her back. Hopefully she doesn't try calling me back. Oh, it's not doing the little disco dance. I bet she's trying to call me. Her. This always happens when we're having a good conversation. There we go. She was probably trying to call me. You there? Yes, I am. Sorry <laughs> about that. That's okay. Yeah. The it, this is what happened with Rasar. You you know Rasar Amani, right? Yeah. Um, this is what, exactly what happened with Rasar. We'd start talking about some cool shit, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> connections were lost and. And Dude. then completely disrupted the flow. But that's okay, because I think yeah. we we're wrapping it up. It's a mystery, right? <laughs> it, it's a complete mystery. There's some things, like, you know, in my mind, when it comes to, like, religion and stuff like that and just knowing things, like, 
I don't think my our minds as humans are capable of understanding it. I just don't think we will for a while, which I'm fine with, you know? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not relish in the, in the mystery of life, you know? Like, just live that. Exactly. And embrace it. Because I feel like every time you try to, like, control that, like, you end up losing more control. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. You, you can't control what's going on around you. You can't, you can't just you know, make the storm stop. It's going to come and wash away whatever it wants regardless. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, what, did you grow up in a religious household? No, not, not at all. Um, I, and I, and I didn't grow up in a household that was like strictly like no religion either. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents are super cool about like, you know, open, it's open, whatever you end up believing in is cool. Um, whether it's you don't believe in anything or you believe in something so wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, so I've always just been like open to whatever and knowing that I won't know until I die type thing, <laughs> you, you know? Like, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's great. My, mine was completely different, uh, but it wasn't strict, but it was like, uh, like Catholic, it was mm -hmm. like weird Catholic stuff. But I mean, not like the weird Catholic stuff, you know, like the priests and stuff, but like, yeah. just like, you know, because I feel like that kind of stuff impedes your, your the way you think and the way you develop. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so your parents took the right road, I think. That's kind of how we're, me and my wife are doing with our son. We're sort of, um, we're going to like present a bunch of options or let him figure it out on his own, but just, yeah. you know, just be supportive of whatever he chooses and not try to like enforce some kind of restrictive way of living, which is just always leads to just some weird pent up, you know, outburst. Exactly, I completely agree. Um, okay, so I was wondering why why you were um, why why EPs and not full length albums. Um. Well, so the first one, I, I guess is probably for the same reason for both uh just money and time really no i feel you yeah like money really plays um, i mean the music industry is crazy because first of all you can't make money but also you have to spend so much money <laughs> you do for something that sounds like really legit and i mean like and, and i i'm truly mean it i'm not trying to like blow smoke like your albums they both i mean even though you're young and you're doing your thing with the first one they both are very beautiful sound sound great thank uh, you so okay so yeah so mostly just just money i yeah. I, I understand i understand completely that it's, oh yeah it's insane it's like, um like i built a studio in my out in my garage but I still can't, it can never equate to like going into a, like a real studio using like real awesome mics and just mm -hmm. going for it. Um, yeah. So on this first, uh, on this second EP, where did you record? Um, I recorded, there was this new um, recording studio that opened up in downtown Las Vegas and it's like brand new. It's really cool. The front of it is a record shop. Oh, then, 11th street Records. Yeah, 11th Street. It's super cool. So then you walk to the back and it's just this like, um, it has this like old school vibe. Um, it just feels good. Yeah. I checked out a couple studios in Vegas before I went there and like, just, you know, I was like, I really want the vibes to be nice so that I feel comfortable. Yeah. And um, yeah, the uh, engineer made me feel so comfortable there. So yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I was just I was just talking to Rasar, and that's where they did their album. Mm-hmm. And and I love that record store. Anyways, every time I'm in Vegas, I have to stop in there and just dig for a while. Yeah, super uh, cool. Yeah. So, what was the how, what was the the recording process like for you? Like, w- were you writing and then going to the studio? Were you kind of writing and arranging in studio, or how how did um, you approach it? I would say like every possible way that you could like try something I did. So, um, (laughs) first of all, like I hadn't recorded anything since 2011. So, you know, there were so many songs built up that needed to be recorded and I chose five of them. Um, so I could get it done quickly. Um, and in the beginning it was like, I would have one person come in and record their part. And then a couple weeks later, when I had more money, I would have another person come in and we'd record their part. And then as we started to get in the swing of things, uh, you know, it was easier to have everyone come together. And then after everyone recorded their parts, I took a good like couple months by myself to just get in there, feel it out and find out what, how I wanted to produce it, you know, like adding things and I really just took my time like it's so important to take your time and not worry about you know it coming so soon um so yeah so time and just trying things what how what what was the period of time that you uh recorded I'm like how long did it take I would say it took about a year oh wow that's good yeah yeah that's awesome Mm-hmm. So so when you when you went into the studio, all your songs were already prepared, and you already knew exactly what you wanted, or you just sort of like, okay, s- let's just add this, or <laughs> um, yeah, well, the songs were like mainly prepared. Um, there was like one or two songs that we wrote, um, me and the keyboard player, uh, that we wrote like in the middle of everything, um, but. Yeah, most of the songs were already prepared, but then when it came to production stuff, I really, really wanted to just, like, learn. Um, So I was, like, you know, recording sounds of things, like, in my backyard and, like, you know, just really testing things out. Um, So, yeah, it it was a little bit of both. Half prepared, and then when it came to, like, the production, like... I was really just trying things. So, so who uh, who was uh, helping you with producing the album? Um, I mean, I don't want to say. I don't know. Like, depend. It depends on like the the type of stuff because when it came to just like sounds and stuff and like where things need to be and like taking things out, putting things in to really make it full. I mean, I kind of, I did a lot of that. Oh, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. Um. But. Like, there were ideas that came from, like, everyone else, too, for sure, um, which I really appreciated. But, like, it took a lot for me to to just, like, you know, figure out what I want and how to explain that and then how to do it. I had to, you know, learn the chords and whatever else, you know, just I just had to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. That that stuff is so hard, especially um, I'm I'm married to a vocalist. Oh, cool. But she's very technical, so she's able to explain herself. But sometimes I find out with some vocalists, and I'm not saying you, but like sometimes it's hard for them to convey what they want. Yeah, and that's me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like that can be frustrating because I work with a lot, I back a lot of different artists. So, when, and 
and actually I'm backing this one particular artist right now who's doing really well. She's she has like a she's starting to build a name for herself, but she has a really hard time with taking command of of in the situation or the band situation or um, how she wants stuff arranged. She she can hear it in her head and it's like I I always tell people, especially with her cuz she's young as well. She, uh, I always tell them, it's like, you know, try to learn an instrument just so you can t speak the language a little bit. Because cause once you walk into a room and you don't, and a room full of musicians who are ready to work and you can't explain yourself, that's when, you know, I mean, especially in a studio situation, that's when money's starting to get burned and, you know, people mm -hmm. are starting to get frustrated. And, 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 you know, like you said, it's a learning process. And, and I'm not trying to, like, lecture you at all. I'm actually trying to, uh, I'm only saying that because that's, I'm explaining to the listeners. It's like, I'm yeah. sure you just learned that whole process. Well, and also what I've learned is that um, a good and professional m musician will, uh, we'll know how to speak in different languages. Yeah. Um, Cause I've worked with a lot of musicians too, where we sit down and, and we say, okay, this song is these five colors. And then we write this beautiful song after that, like no more color. Um, I know it has the word color in it, but you know, that came just from like vibes and stuff. That's so the musicians, yeah. So the musicians I'm working with right now, like, you know, are completely just like, yeah, we understand each other. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, everyone speaks in different ways. And, like, yeah, you also need to find people who aren't going to, like, shut you down. Because <laughs> yeah, then, totally. Yeah. At the end, like, if you're the artist and you're the, the main singer and you're the front man, like, yep. there's, there's got to be respect, too, for oh, sure. Oh, no, totally, totally. And, and, you know, I didn't mean anything, like, against oh, you no, at all. No. Um, the, it's just in this person that I'm speaking of in particular. Yeah. Um, she, she's still learning the ropes and... And I'm starting to be able to speak her language. And, and cool. you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, a professional musician is going to come in. They're not going to get frustrated. They're not going to shut you down. They're going to be able to try to speak in a way. It's like, okay, cool. Well, can you hum that to me? Or yeah. what, what do you want? Like, pound it out on the table. Whatever it takes. And, and, and also, um, yeah, sorry for interrupting. Um, no, no. The only reason I say why I said that is because... Um, up until like this group of musicians that I've been working with for the past couple of years, I've run into so many like bullheaded, <laughs> rude musicians that will just like to make them to make their egos feel better. Like will say anything to make you feel so bad. Yeah. And so I've, that's been a learning process too. Just like making sure that everyone around me is just like kind and like down to earth and you know doesn't have any other intentions other than to like make music and feel good yeah. so that's something i've also ran into you know just from past experience it's just like you know, there's people out there who oh yeah there's there's out. assholes there's assholes there's total assholes out here i i, I don't i don't like those people i work with some but i <laughs> you know like i don't uh, i don't appreciate that and I, I just think that's just not what it's about you know sure and, spe and especially i'm sure because you are a young lady that they think that they're just like oh well what does she know what you know it's, i mean there's definitely like especially in music when you find that it's very male dominated um mm -hmm. which is lame i mean it's not because there's so many talented women out there i love working with women because they i feel like they they connect more yeah personally personally but you know they the the male 
comes in and is just like, eh, whatever. There's definitely <laughs> sexist intention, you know. And oh, like, yeah. You know, it, it's gross. It's gross. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, like, it seems like you've navigated your way through that. I mean, the, pr- the yeah. proof is in the album. You can you can hear it because, um, and you know Ronaldo. He was your drummer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ronaldo's a badass, man. He, um, He's so cool. He, uh, I met him through R and R when they okay. existed, um, and Coco. I, I saw a video that Coco was playing with you, the bass player. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how that's how I found out about you because Ronaldo posted um, just like a, a like a teaser video or something, and oh. I just heard like just the first thirty seconds, I think, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing, <laughs> and uh, that's when I reached out to you and I started digging in. So. That's awesome. Yeah, Ronaldo's a good dude, man, and he's a badass drummer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, R and R, they, they, uh, they broke up, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're still. Uh, never mind. <laughs> in any case, uh, now, in the Las Vegas scene, you uh, have you seen any real changes? Because. I'm familiar with Vegas only like I feel like I'm only at the tip of the iceberg with just because I've talked to Jessica Manalo and Rasar Amani and you know those cats from R&R and Coco you know I know those people and I feel like there's some big players in the scene right now but I I, I know there's way more than just that besides your like show bands and stuff like that that work you know the the strip and everything have you seen like um um a change in the scene just in the underground um, since you've been a part of it? Oh, I think she froze. <laughs> Dang it. And it always happens like that, folks. Let's see how long we got. We got 14 minutes out of it. Oh, my God. I know it's my connection. This poor girl. <laughs> this poor young lady, I should say pretty cool i like what we're doing so far can you hear me yes i'm, okay. al- I'm almost positive that it's all my fault so, oh, <laughs> so bro- i don't know who knows could be some of mine too maybe but this is exactly <laughs> what happens almost every- there's only been one skype interview where i had a perfect flawless victory and other than that um, it's always like this. Dang it! <laughs> I mean, my I know, I know. This is this this is a professional operation I got going on here. Um, what I'm in my garage, so I have like this stupid extender that extends from my, you know, in my house. So it's weird. Oh. Okay. In any case, yes. um, did you hear my last question, or did we cut out before? No, I heard you. Um. Yeah, so about the music scene yes. in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, like I will say that there's definitely a music scene in Vegas. Um, there's also lots of different pockets of uh, genres, and um, I will say that Vegas is a very specific city. Um, it's it revolves around money. <laughs> um, music does not make money. Uh. And, um, it also revolves around like, if like people not wanting to pay you because someone else will do it for free. Um, so those are like three like issues that I have with the Las Vegas music scene. Um, but there are so many cool musicians. Um, 
when it comes to soul music and R&B, like it's hard to find a lot of them. So I'm, I know they're out there, <laughs> but I'm still looking for sure. <laughs> like you pretty much like you named like a good, like 80% of, um, of the people who play that type of music in Las Vegas. Wow. So, yeah. So I know that Vegas, like it's cool. There's a lot of cool people here. Um, but I don't think that it is the place that will get you anywhere career-wise. Right. I think it's a good place to come back to at the end of your career, for sure. Mm. And it's a good place to start. But people will definitely chew you up and spit you out within a year. Um, and that's pretty much all you have, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow, that's pretty grim. Yeah, um, it's but oh, it's so true, though. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so true. true <laughs> yeah, the... So do you have plans on leaving Vegas then? Yeah, I think for the past couple um past couple years um it's been like okay, record something and then like work your way out. Um because I I did that that awesome Life is Beautiful festival. I did that in in 2014 and that was so cool. Um and you know, I want to build off of that. You know, I don't want to keep going in circles and I want to I want to venture out. I want to have, you know, I want everyone to hear it and feel something. Everyone's like hand, you know? Yeah. And that's what's so great about social media is that now that I have this EP out, like people like you who I've never met before, um, you know, people across the country, people across the world, anyone can hear it. And that is just so cool to me. Yeah. So that's what like was so important about getting at least five songs recorded, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. But to really five, get it out there. Yeah. Five great songs. Um, so what do you have a, like a place that you want to go or I mean how far have you thought about it like actually like getting up and just going somewhere and starting <laughs> over again well I mean I will definitely base my life out of Vegas for mm-hmm. sure at least for the time being um but I would love to get out get out there and start touring and stuff too mm-hmm. like I know I'd love to do some shows in LA I would love to do some shows in Austin and you know just anywhere yeah yeah i feel you i feel yeah touring is touring it's grueling but it's i don't know i feel like uh touring i think musicians bitch more about it than (laughs) than they should i know it can get harsh and i've been in situations where i'm like oh god what am i doing here but at the end of the day i would rather be sleeping in a van than Oh my god, working in a cubicle cuz I oh, yeah. oh my god, I spent I I just can't. I just can't do jobs like like real <laughs> jobs. I just can't. Like I did one for like 4 years at a cubicle and oh my god, I finally was like I can't do it and I ended up getting fired, but whatever. It it made it forced me to go out and pursue what I want. And now me and my wife are living strictly on music and art and that's amazing. That's so cool. It's, yeah, you know, it sucks because people will say like um that music or art isn't a real job. Yeah, but please. It, yeah, it's like it's ridiculous when I personally think that being a doctor and being an artist or a musician, I think that they're totally on the same same page, same line, just as important, you know, because people listen to music every day, whether you're trying to or not. There's music going in your ears all the time. You're sitting mm-hmm. at a restaurant, you're listening to music. It's like, you know, totally uh, guides your life. Yeah. 
so important. And, you know, it's, it's sad when people say stuff like, well, get a real job or. Yeah. It's so funny how, um, I mean, at least in our culture in America where people, parents, and I know it's because they're looking out for our best interests, but they're always just like, go to college, you know, learn something you can use, something to fall back on, you know, music is a hard game and it is. Um, but it's almost like we instill this defeatist attitude towards art. I mean, in, in any kind of, any facet of art, um, you know, whether you're a painter or, oh man. Hold on. What happened? I'm sorry. So, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. My stupid, I have a sound pad because my show is really ridiculous sometimes. And I hit, and I hit like, like air horns, which you, which you can't hear, but it, it it's there. It's stupid. <laughs> cool. it, no, that's awesome. Like totally just like, burr, 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 burr. yeah, exactly. Oh, no, it's my sound pad. It's kind of half broken. So that thing is such a stupid distraction. Uh, yeah. What, what it's like a, face-to-face interview like when they're in studio um i'll have my little sound pad and it has like stupid little sounds on it it's not like fart sounds or anything like that but it's i wish it was (laughs) but it is like a doogie a doogie you know from street fighter anyways (laughs) see it's a distraction see we just totally killed the flow of what we were talking i don't even remember what we were talking about do you remember what we were talking about Yes, like parents and... Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're culturally uh, prone to just put down any art, anybody who wants to pursue art because... And I know it's a protective thing because parents want to see their kids be successful and do Mm -hmm. what they, you know, be happy. But also it's killing, like, a part of somebody by, like, pounding in. Especially those parents who are like, no, you're not going to play piano. You're going to go be a lawyer just like me, you know, like that weird, just controlling thing. Uh, and, and especially like when you look at how the first things in schools that get cut because of our, you know, budgets and stuff, we we cut art and the sports and stuff get to go, you know. So it's uh, mm-hmm. this whole culture is sort of aiming towards destroying any kind of creativity that uh that people are trying to you know flourish and and you know make a living yeah. off of and, and and you can make a living off of it it's like if i can live in san diego three blocks from the beach with music and art then anybody can god damn it so don't give me any excuses just go out and try yeah, it's it's hard it's it's a fucking grind but I, you know what like i said it's either this or sitting in a cubicle, like wondering what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, yeah, you have you have one life. Like, why would you? I I don't know. I, I just don't understand why you would do that to yourself. <laughs> well, you know, and and I and I understand that everybody's like gonna sit there and be, you know, write the next masterpiece, and and there's nothing wrong with living in a cubicle if you're content with that. That's fine. If and, that's what makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Then- it, it's just being happy, finding your place you know finally like you know i mean if you enjoy that that's cool if you enjoy you know doing construction awesome mm-hmm. i mean if you enjoy that that's cool it's just me i can't do it i can't do it like i just yeah. can't i've never ever ever been able to hold down a job for more than well my longest was four years <laughs> <laughs> and that was it i always go running back to music and yeah 
and you know and me and my wife we had a kid and so we when i got fired it was not a good scene but you know luckily we were able to just sort of pick up and go but yeah uh what what do you do is is music your main squeeze right now or do you have um, to supplement i mean like right now yeah I, I mean i'm still young so i'm like yeah. still you know at home and stuff but yeah. uh yeah, I definitely have like little jobs on the side just to hold myself over for sure. Um, but you know, when it, licensing and stuff like that, like you can make money off of music. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, working on that so I can like, you know, be sustainable as a human being. Yes. Please. <laughs> but yeah, for now, you know, you just got to do what you got to do until you can't anymore. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. And, you know, yeah. You can't, and I'm not disparaging anybody who's out there working you know, working their day job and then going out and jamming at night. Like, there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that either. There's nothing wrong with just getting by. It, it's fine. It's just there, Yeah. There, um, one thing that I've been talking about so much lately is that there's not one specific way to be a musician and to succeed as a musician. Like, there's no rule book. It's unfortunate, but it's also good in that same way that however you want to do it, you can do it. Um, because yeah, there's, there's no rules at all. Right. Especially with the internet now, like yeah. it's, I mean, I know these, like, it's so weird with the, um, you know, with people pirating and stuff, people are like, not, nah, I can't make money off of that, but it's, you can, there is ways to do it. And, uh, like my wife, she teaches lessons. Uh, I'll teach lessons sometimes, but I don't really like, I don't really like to do that, mm -hmm. but I will. Uh, but, you know, like, there's just different ways. And, like, for example, my wife, she teaches lessons, voice lessons over Skype. Like, she's, yeah. she's able to do that. She, have you ever heard of Fiverr? It's actually really interesting. I feel like I have. Okay. But so, I don't know. So, Fiverr is this really, it's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Okay. And it's this, this uh, website out of the UK. And it's a digital goods marketplace. Cool. And then so everything starts out at $5. So I will record a melody line. I'll sing a melody line for 10 seconds for $5. Mm -hmm. And then so people go on there, they check it out, and um, there's add-ons. So it's not just like $5, you know, you're not just doing stuff for $5. Um, and then, then you'll be like, well, if you want me to write the melody, it's add $10. Wow. And if you want another 30 seconds, it's another $20. So at sure. the end of the day, you'll, I mean, you'll get paid like, like right now my wife has a $60 fiver to do and all she's doing is singing for like 20 seconds, a line that was already written. And, and that's because she's built a profile and she actually raised her prices, but it's interesting. It's interesting. It's so weird. Like she made like 500 bucks off of it last month, just, just doing like these little jobs and, Sometimes, right. sometimes there's a, they're a little arduous and complicated, and they take a little bit more time. But it's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's it's interesting. And plus, like, you, I mean, I can get like a horn line recorded professionally for like fifty bucks, <laughs> and which which I I, I don't uh, I know that sounds almost wrong because I know like so many good horn players, but they'll charge me like fifty dollars for a track. Right. I mean, it sounds it sounds it sounds kind of fucked up, but I mean, no. it's weird. It's kind of where we're going because we have these digital goods that we're um, 
I mean, it, it's just it, everything is becoming digital. Everything is sort of being, I don't know, not reduced, but I, I, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's such a weird time to be a musician or an artist yeah. these days. It is. It's such a weird time. Like, yeah, in every way possible. Like, <laughs> but that's cool. I'm, I'm interested in that website, Fiverr. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I'll send you a link. Um, okay. After we're done, the now I, I was reading on your bio because <laughs> I do do a little research uh, that you you're doing TV and mu and movies as well. Yeah, so that's like where the whole licensing thing came in. Um, I would say not last year, maybe two years ago. Um, but I spent a whole year just like trying to do that, figuring out how that works. Um, so like hooking up with certain licensing companies, um, and writing songs specifically to go to commercials or movies or TV. Um, I, I will say I did write them under, uh, like a fake name. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. um, so, so that way I could write any type of song I wanted, country, whatever. Um, and yeah. <sighs> no, nope, she's probably calling me. Hello. Hi. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um. Anyways, you were saying about licensing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I spent like a year or so just trying to really figure that out. Um. You know, writing songs, and I, I could do it from the, the comfort of my own home, writing these songs, and you know, sending them out um, specifically for TV or movies or commercials and stuff like that, and you know, gaining contacts in that um side of the industry too and uh and now it's now that i have my own original music i'd like to start working on that too with my own original stuff and you know really you know yeah i just think that would be cool too making some money that way heck yeah man that, there's <laughs> nothing like that it's nothing like having money off of your own thing oh yeah that's uh that's awesome oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so let me see uh is there any sort of, uh, I hate to say weaknesses or bad, uh, it's more like bad habits. Is there anything vocally um, or weaknesses or bad habits that you've overcame or are trying to overcome um, or have overcame in the, in the past, the recent past? Like uh, any, I don't know, like for, I, I play keyboards and guitar. And mm -hmm. so, for example, I was pressing too hard on my fretboard and okay. by the time and then when i play keys i'd be pl i would play with poor pro posture and it would hurt my wrist so um that's what i'm saying like any kind of um any bad habits that you're getting over or have gotten over in the past yeah um 
so as just like a singer since I was, you know, a kid, like I was just singing and stuff. Um, when I finally started to take it seriously, like, you know, I always could sing and, you know, did sing, but learning like how to sing properly is like a completely different thing. And so uh, I would start taking vocal lessons and, you know, there's just so much that you don't know. Um, you know, whether it's like singing, like from your, you know, the front of your face is like yeah. something. Like that. And, uh, yeah, you know, your wife and you, you guys teach lessons, yes. singing from the front of your face and stuff like that. And then recently, um, I've started going to, you know, just like a, a ear, nose and throat doctor who specializes in singers just to make sure I'm like totally cool. And one thing I found out recently is that I have acid reflux, oh, which, shit. yeah, which it deteriorates your vocal cords. Wow. So like if I'm going to do a show or if I'm going to sing, you know, it's like you wake up, um, you eat like within two hours of waking up or something. And then you have to eat two hours. You have to eat two hours before you sing and just stuff like that to make sure that like it's, you know, and then I have to take medicine for it too. So that's something that I've learned that I really have to like be careful of because I can completely lose my voice by the time I'm older. And yeah, wow, I didn't yeah. know that acid reflux could destroy your vocal cord. Yeah, now, did they figure out what was causing the acid reflux? Or I mean, <laughs> is it is it just diet? Like we're yeah, just eating um, like Burger King all the time or something? <laughs> like, I, was like, I was drinking a lot of coffee and and ah. just the, the time of day that you eat too. Um, really like in the way that you sleep. I think if you sleep on your left side, um. I think that really helps with it too, because like the nasty stuff isn't, you know, creeping up into your throat again. (laughs) But yeah, there was one point uh, this year where I felt like there was a lump in my throat and every time I swallowed, it felt like a rock. And, uh, it was because this acid reflux was just deteriorating my vocal cords. So it, yeah, it's a real thing for sure. So if you're ever like having a sore throat and you're like, I don't know why that my allergies aren't acting up. Um, it could definitely be that. Holy shit. What <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, what do you usually eat when you first wake up? Um, well, I mean it depends on if I'm like trying to like work out and stuff. Uh I know that it's good to wake up and drink water. The yeah. first thing is you're supposed to drink water. Yeah, by the way, say- my wife, that's like the first thing when she when she has a new student, she's like Okay, your homework is to drink lots and lots and lots of water. <laughs> so always drink water. Just yeah. Drink water. <laughs> yeah, I've like started I started to drink a lot of water, which is really nice. So I wake up, drink water, and that makes me feel so good. And then I will have a little bit of coffee. But Dude, I'll take I love coffee. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's usually my breakfast because I don't really like to eat right oh, in the morning. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm with you. Yeah, and then I'll try to work out, and then I'll have like a smoothie after that, and then you know, little snacks, and then dinner. Okay. Yeah. You, you sound like you you eat like I do, except that. Cool. I, but I have um, I've just recently just stopped drinking coffee, and I mean, I was drinking coffee like, yeah, you know, I would go out and buy that good shit too, like the organic. <laughs> and <laughs> locally sourced and i would have it in my little drip cup and nice. i had it all oh my god i love it but i recently got this like horrible stomach bug and uh-huh. and i mean i was like physically addicted to coffee where like if i didn't have it by noon i had a headache and i was grumpy and it was terrible i mean that, yeah like a a, a a real physical addiction to fucking coffee <laughs> jeez oh Pete. so yeah i mean i was with you i would wake up and i would try to just 
because I'm not hungry in the morning, but I I've found that if I don't eat something, like I'll just I, I won't feel right for the rest of the day. Or when it comes to like dinner, I'll just like binge eat real yeah, <laughs> and just be all crazy about it, or just get grumpy. <laughs> I, I get I get hangry. Yo, I, I'm yo. one of those hangry people. Me too. Uh, yeah. So now I just eat like I'll just eat like a banana or like an apple or something in the morning with like peanut butter. Like mm. so, like and that that'll be my breakfast until lunch. Yeah, that's like a good breakfast to eat too, for it's sure. Not, it's not bad, and and yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. Like when you wake up, you're just not like you're not ready to just start piling. So I could never understand how people could just wake up and start eating like waffles. I know, and like pancakes and like sausage, just like ah, and, and then function for the rest of the day is like how do Dude. you how do you do that like seriously yeah i don't know i think there's like a thing with like you know breakfast break fast like because you're fasting through the night ah. so like i don't know i think it probably depends on what you eat for dinner too mm. and that's will determine how hungry or, or how much you can handle in the morning yeah i think totally but, totally yeah because i've always had like weight problems it's like now i'm not like i'm not as fat as i was when i was well your age when i was your age i was a fucking house but, <laughs> but yeah like when i was younger i was able to do that stuff but my d metabolism has slowed down and i'm just you know my i'm start my mortality is creeping in so it's like i gotta start dealing with these real issues where if i eat too much in the morning my day is shot it's like yeah I, you just don't feel good <laughs> no you don't no yeah so so then you you um and then so you just sort of have like a smoothie for lunch and then you have just sort of like a meal for dinner. I'm just I'm just trying to see. I was just trying to find out if maybe like your diet had some like I'm trying to diagnose you now. <laughs> That's how I get. No, but uh, yeah, I will say um, uh, like I've been in a relationship with like my best friend for like a year now. And so in the beginning and middle of that relationship, like you've just fucking eat. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, sure. so we would just like constantly eat, and uh, like now we've like you know realized oh we can't do that. So <laughs> now I'm like okay, I'll have coffee and a smoothie and dinner instead of yeah. like Taco Bell, Taco Bell, and then pizza. Yeah, which <laughs> so which yeah. is nothing wrong with pizza and Taco Bell once in a while, but shit, dude, it's hard. I I'm with you. As soon as as soon as me and my wife first got together, I lost a bunch of weight, and then as soon as I got back together with her or not got back together when i met her i just blew right up again it was just gross i was just eating like like you know you're just in love and you just yeah you're just eating it's fun to eat and yeah you're comfortable together yeah, for sure yeah sharing the sharing the essence of life mm -hmm. um let me see here i only got a couple more questions oh and i was wondering if it is okay for me to play one or two of your songs off the new album. yes of course okay cool yeah because man that myf when <laughs> when dude comes in with the voice box i was just like oh shit like that that just i love that part when he comes dude, in with me the, too it, that is beautiful man like he killed yeah. it oh my god oh my god i gave me it gave me chills i was like oh my god that's awesome. So I would definitely let's let's um let's play a song. We'll play MYF and then we'll okay. come right back. Cool. I don't know 
Beautiful song, love Thank that. You. Love that. Um, love that voice box, man. Who's the Who's playing the voice box? Um, his name is Trey Charles, and he's super freaking cool. Another one of those mis- musicians who I was just like, you know, like they are hiding or something, and you don't know where they are in Vegas, and then all of a sudden you find them, and you're just like, man, where you been? Where have you been? Like, <laughs> where you been on my life, boo? Yeah. Did you meet a lot of musicians? Because uh, are you in school right now? Curry? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, but I, I lot. I'm sorry. I kind of understood where you're going. Um, I met so many musicians in high school at that performing arts school. So yeah. Right on. How did you meet Ronaldo and Coco, for that matter? Um, honestly, I can't remember where I met Coco. She's kind of like this, uh, this like figure of everyone's imagination who was everywhere at this exact same She's time. She's ominous. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, I kind of just like I think I was just playing some shows with some other musicians and like she was there and then like 
it kind of just happened that we, her and I started working together. And then from there I needed some new musicians and she's like, well, I have this band and there was a keyboard player and a, and a drummer on there. And so we all just started get, working together and that's where Ronaldo came from. Uh. And now it's like Ronaldo and I started working together and he introduced me to these other musicians, Halsey and Bronson. Okay. And, uh, it's just like a, you know, yeah. <laughs> a pattern of some sort that yeah. happens yeah it's like a string of people and <laughs> yeah totally man that's yeah it's, it's funny how you just meet people just they just randomly yeah like, exactly that's so funny you said that coco was like this like ominous figure in the community <laughs> i i heard that she uh she had to change the name because she did a thing called coco cella or something yeah and she got a cease and desist from coachella Oh, no way. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Yeah, that's so funny. No, she's a cool lady, man. She's real yeah. cool. She's, she's cool. She's just like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but I've had limited, um, I've only known her for a little bit. I mean, just because um, my band, my band, um, we knew R&R, and then that's how we met uh rasar and then rasar hooked me and my wife up with uh jen um holy shit jessica Manalo, and then and then you know anyways so there's there's our chain you know that's how we kind of chain chain. um okay uh let me see i want to make sure i covered everything um have you been listening to any uh, albums that uh, that's really striking you lately? Any uh, any artists or albums that you're just on repeat? Yeah, um, I would I will say that like my whole entire life, I will latch on to a specific thing and then listen to it for my whole entire life, <laughs> which is cool. But also, like, it kind of like stops me from listening to like all the music that I can, every, like a bunch of new stuff, because I'm just like, no, I'm still like stuck on this, like Erica Badu that I've been listening to for 21 years now. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, there's like some new people out there who I really, really love, like hiatus coyote. Oh my God. They're amazing. Yeah. Emily King is super cool. Oh, um, there's this trio called King, King, um, King K I N G. And Prince, like, super latched onto them, which is super awesome. Um, I know there's more people out there right now, but um, but those are, like, the three, like, really cool, like, women-fronted, you know, people that I've been listening to. Um, but, uh, like, there's so many older musicians, too, out there, and they have, like, such secret songs that you've never heard before, like, yeah. whether it's Stevie and Prince and, you know, just there's just so many people out there, and they have songs that just like crazy catalogs of full of songs you know so it's like you're always just searching for that secret one that you never heard and yeah i read somewhere that prince has a literally a vault of music of unreleased music that's just exactly they could release albums for years to come which is amazing because i thought his last album was pretty fucking awesome and what was that that single uh, breakfast can wait. I can't sing, but uh, it's called Breakfast Can Wait. Oh, I think she froze. Damn it. God damn it. It's like we only get 15 minutes. Holy shit. Okay. Let's call her back. 
So yeah, breakfast can wait. Like that was a cool one. And but yeah, like when he started working with like Third Eye Girl, I won't say that it was like my favorite Prince. No, no, but it was good. I, I thought it was. Yeah, good. But it was good for sure. Yeah. What's your What's your all time number one Prince song? If you can, oh. if there is one, if you can even do that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know because there's so many good ones, but the ones that I really like to sing. Um, I really like to sing She's Always in My Hair and I and um, Adore You and, and um, there's yeah, there's a lot that I just really love to sing, whether or not they're my favorite, yeah. I don't know. Um, but they just feel so good on your vocal cords. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, my favorite Prince song ever, which is like not really I don't think it's really that well known, but it's like shh. That's the whole that's the name of the song. Shh. <laughs> it's like break it down. I don't wanna be in it. Okay. Anyways, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna burn your ears with my horrible singing. But no, that's awesome. If you can find it, because I can't even find it like on iTunes. Um, like he Dude. took all his music off of Spotify. So you that's, gotta get on that title. Title. I heard title is cool. I heard title is cool. I'm on title and Prince like solely had his stuff on title oh, nice. to stream and that's it. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. Hey. <laughs> Airhorn. Oh, it, it died. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing. Fucking distraction. Um, <laughs> do you uh do you uh read any do you read at all? Do you read books at all? I unfortunately I don't read that much. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I always want to, but yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Like to actually sit down and stop to read has been so incredibly hard for me to be able to do lately. It's I like, watch a lot of fucking TV. <laughs> it's just like, I can tell you about the biggest loser. But I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, I feel you. What, what kind of TV do you like to watch? What's, what's some of your favorite shows right now? I like TV too, man. I'm in it. Yeah, well, okay, so there's, like, my guilty pleasure is Big Brother. Okay. Like, the guiltiest pleasure that you can have is Big Brother. Because okay. it, it is so stupid, but so incredible. Like, <laughs> just watching, you know, a group of, what, like, 16 or 12 people in a house for three months straight and just, you know, going at each other and, you know, trying to win $500,000, like, Shit goes down. It's yeah, it so does. Good. Yeah, right up, man. Yeah, the, I used to like the real world back in the day. Yeah, I think the I said real world. I, I don't know what I said there. Uh, the real world back in the day, but man, I kind of fell off. Um, yeah. Do you watch it? Do you do you have like Netflix? You watch any Netflix shows or anything? Yeah, right now, um, I like to binge watch like all the shows that I missed out on. Like, uh, like I I never got on the Thirty Rock. Train oh. until now and oh, i've been watching 30 rock which dude, is that's cool. such a funny ass show it's so Man, good i love TV. i like comedies for sure yeah yeah comedy rocks my my wife i it was like one of the this is my guiltiest pleasure is how i met your mother that's about as guilty as i can get but, <laughs> which is it's like just funny enough for me to, to hold my attention but yeah it's like um you watch like walking dead at all or game um, of thrones yeah, I watched Walking Dead for a little bit, and then like I kind of just you know, like zoned out like 
after a while, I was like, okay, this is just like kind of the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Oh no, zombies! Hey, let's be friends. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, you're trying to kill me too. Ah, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, another woman is pregnant. Cool. <laughs> is it gonna? Yeah, whatever. Um, I need to get on Game of Thrones. Dude, Game of Thrones is it's it's it. That's it. It's like. I mean, it's the new Breaking Bad. I mean, it's it's it, man. It's yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I um, <sighs> Queen Cersei. That's all I can say. Queen Cersei. Dude, see, <laughs> I, and I just right over my head. That's but all right. That's okay. I will say, but my other guilty pleasure, like anything that involves a serial killer, I'm just like, fuck yeah! Like there was this show. I don't know if you ever watched it. Um, about Robert Durst on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Robert Durst the guy who? Um, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, please explain it to me. Please uh, remind me what it is. Okay. I I am kind of familiar with. Go ahead. For whatever reason, I can't remember the name of the show. Although it is my favorite show. Um, but he was just like this. You know, this supposedly the serial killer um, from New York and his family is super rich. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, I remember. He was like rich as fuck and then he was like a cross dresser or something, right? Yeah, like he got away with all of these murders and to the point where you're sitting there and you're watching this interview with this guy and he's letting off information on accident to the police and, you know, in real life, like he's giving off like, you know, real things that the police can go off of to arrest this guy yeah, and really yeah. him for killing all these people. It was, it was just so good. And it he was like crazy, like love it. I love that stuff. It was a documentary, right? And yeah. they made a movie, I think. I think there was a movie and they made that. Yeah. That was, uh, I just looked it up. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good, man. That was really good. HBO mm-hmm. has something on, um, I haven't tried to get into it. It's a new one about a guy who just sort of woke up with a girl. And yep. he, like, I love that one. <laughs> I watched part of the first episode, but I got interrupted. Oh, yeah. It's called The Jinx, by the way. That's the Jinx, the yes. Jinx. And then the, uh, the one you're talking about now, what's that one called again? Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's called like, uh, like The Night Before. Yeah, or The Night Before. Yeah. And that one is super good. Like, you know, I just love stuff like that for sure. Did you watch Dexter at all? I tried to, and then I got sleep paralysis. I'm not even freaking kidding. Like, oh, I don't shit. know. I would binge watch it until the middle of the night, and then I would start having these terrible dreams, and I was oh, like, God. okay, I'm, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> I'm over it. Dexter. Yeah. De- <laughs> Dexter was like one of those shows that just, it, like the first couple seasons were just so badass, and then by the time I was done with it, I was just like, I can't. I yeah. couldn't even finish it. I couldn't even, like, get past any more of it it's like some some shows i'll have to like watch them all even if they're bad like weeds weeds was a perfect example of a show that just progressively got worse and worse that i had to finish i had to finish this stupid i was so mad dude there was one thing about dexter that i couldn't watch either was that like i knew someone who was so like similar to dexter that i was just like Okay, the similarities are way too common. I don't want to know if this person is a serial killer or not. So I'm just going to shut it off now and save myself the nightmares. (laughs) It's like when you're around somebody that you know that there's something dark that they're covering up and they just put off that that vibe. It's like you get 
It's like, ooh, I do not want to be around you. I can't. Nope. I have to separate myself from you immediately because yeah. I don't know. I remember this one time I was riding my bike somewhere down the street and like these two guys pulled up in this like nasty pickup truck. Um, I mean, it was just like a busted ass pickup truck that looked like it would barely riding. And I was at a stoplight and they pulled up next to me. And the one guy just looks at me he's like, you need a ride. What? And I'm like, no. And they both look like they're like tweaking for like three days and just like out of their mind. And like I got the worst vibe in the world. And I, I don't know if they – I mean they could have been like perfectly fine. They put they could have been like very nice like, you know, whatever Christians or whatever you want to say. And they just wanted to give me a lift to the, the place I needed to go. But goddamn, did they look at me with like – the evil in the eyes or just yeah. I, you know i could have been projecting but i i don't i don't think i was it was just like a very vibes yeah vibes are are serious like you know <laughs> like if you can feel it like it's probably legitimate so good good on you for being like no thank you well, <laughs> i mean and then the simple fact that it was like that it's something that's stuck with me for so long it's something that i reference a lot too or just like yeah <laughs> there's one time this dude and i got the willies and i remember like just the rest of that day i mean it fucked my whole day up i was just yeah. like the whole day i was just like what the fuck was that like that was so is it is gross uh, i don't know i don't know it, it is whatever it's all good that's crazy yeah did you have you ever had that moment where you're just like that's there's like something similar to that besides yeah. your Dexter friend. <laughs> I don't know if he's your I mean, friend. Oh yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, I think like I mean, and not to like pull the like the woman card, but you know, just oh. walking the street, like yeah, uh, you're you're kind of weird. But that's and, not, uh, but that's not a card because that's for real. Like guys are yeah. like gross and like they are thinking terrible things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you a guy, like. Sure. As a guy, it's like I, and I try to refrain from like going into that place because, I and I know it's like some weird like DNA something that's primal from like our DNA from when we were just like monkeys hammering away at you know whatever, mm -hmm. but it, it's like dude, some dudes are creepers. They yeah, are like I, creepy. The last thing that I can remember that happened to me, and this may be a little too graphic for your listeners, but I don't know. No, trust me, I, it's not. <laughs> I'm driving in my car and I can feel this like I, I can feel the vibe or whatever coming from the car next to me and I'm just like I don't even want to look at what is like drilling into my freaking brain right now <laughs> and so I do look oh it was terrible like I it was not good I look and the guy literally like lifts his pelvis up to the window and is you know oh you know you know what I'm saying. He has, he's, and, he's 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 uh, he's uh, at full staff. Yes, and <laughs> and you know, rubbing the staff at me. Oh my God! So he's like, yeah. he's like beating off at you. Yes, I'm so and I'm just like, I freeze because first of all, I'm I'm houses away from my house. Oh, and I am like, my heart starts beating. I'm like, I'm crying. This is like the the most like you know offended i've ever been at like a man oh, doing God. this 
And yeah, I'm just like, that really fucked me so bad, you know, and especially because I knew without even looking, I was like, someone next to me is doing something so fucked up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that I probably shouldn't even look. But yeah, it, that was terrifying for oh sure. Oh my God. See, and like, that's, that's the thing that I, I feel like a lot of people are missing is like, especially dudes. Dudes <laughs> just don't, like when dudes are like yelling shit at women or like, you know, like that really does have an effect on them and then like when i mean even if you're just catcalling even you're just like hey baby shake your ass you know like anything like awful like that (laughs) that's still like oh my god and then so the fact that women their whole life they have to like just navigate around this like i'll (laughs) never know what that it's like to have just constant dick just being thrown at you (laughs) from every angle possible just like ah here's the dick 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 here it is here it is and like that's just oh god i'm i thought we were gonna have a daughter when my wife first got pregnant because we went and saw um we went and got like a sonogram and it's like it looks like it's gonna be a girl and then and, and like so for for like 14 more weeks until the next one i just in my head i'm just like oh my god like i'm just getting used to like how i'm gonna like teach her to like carry knives and like i mean she's gonna be mma trained and shit she's gonna be like ufc official and like how i'm gonna have to like beat men (laughs) off my it's intense and then and then there was a twist it turned into a boy well he turned into a boy so fuck dude and now you have to like teach him like yeah. hey don't treat women like this blah 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 exactly whatever. Yeah. exactly which is cool what, like cool it, on you guys for sure well i mean my wife is not gonna first of all my wife's not gonna take any shit from him so i mean either but like my wife is pretty she she's uh she has a good head on her shoulders and she's awesome so I, i'm lucky because if it wasn't for her i would just be wandering around in the dark bumping into every wall because just being drunk and stupid so i was very lucky to find a very strong woman so he's not gonna be a little little asshole throwing (laughs) his dick anywhere (laughs) there it is it's that's awesome that's really cool well congratulations to you guys well i appreciate it but yeah man you know and and like for the fact that you're able to sit here and you're sort of like laughing at it at that situation but i know like you're still like oh my god that's traumatic (laughs) but it's like i think i mean to be able to process that and be able to talk about it and be able to like you know get past that i mean because i can't even imagine what that's like i mean i've had like guys show their dicks at me but that's just being drunk and like at like you know just being dudes oh she froze anyway she'll come back and we're gonna wrap up enough dick talk how did we end up here again oh you're back okay cool all right awesome anyways um thank you for sharing that i i I know that's um some weird stuff to this you know that have to experience (laughs) that's okay um anyways oh oh yeah one more question because i'm always interested who was doing like the horn arrangements and stuff like that um so uh it was i was introduced to this guy named jf um and like they were so professional that i honestly did not meet any of the other horn players except for him which is 
so freaking cool like they recorded the horns and and arranged them in their own studio oh wow uh came in just to put them on the track you know to like transfer it transfer it and um that was it so and i'm hoping i'm going to meet them sometime soon to uh get together for um rehearsals for the release party but uh but yeah um jf one guy's name is eddie and yeah they're just so professional and awesome and cool so nice so when's the release the official release um the release party will be september 30th at, and it'll be at vinyl at the hard rock in las vegas nice. um so that's gonna be super cool uh so that'll be like the first show in a couple years wow it's been years since i've played a show so so it'll just be a nice celebration of this the ep and yeah are you nervous i'm so excited oh okay so you're not yeah. nervous you're just excited you're just i'm like, super excited you like can't wait huh yeah i mean like i'm all, it's always nerve-wracking like will people show up and yeah, stuff yeah, totally. so you know i gotta make sure people show up so that's the only way that i'll be nervous is if i'm like oh, i've only right. got three likes on facebook or whatever you know <laughs> shit like that so well um i'll make sure that this comes out before the 30th Okay. Um, and you know I'll, I'll promote it and stuff like that um let's play one more song L- ladies choice what what song would you like to play um do you have like a what what is your like main audience would you say like who it, what kind of listeners do you have it's it, it varies <laughs> like um a lot of people like the reggae because like i'm really embedded in the reggae scene right now in san diego and like california the california roots thing Mm-hmm. So like a lot of them, there's a lot of reggae listeners, but a lot of the reggae listeners like that smooth, that slow jams. They like this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter what they want. I don't give a shit. They can, okay. They can, they can suck it. Whatever you want to play is, is perfect. Uh, play Hummingbird. Hummingbird. Okay, let me yeah. write this down. Okay. So, MYF and Hummingbird. Okay, and I'll make sure I put uh, a... Um, is there a specific website you want me to direct them to besides your own and, and but for the album? Um, yeah, they can just go to shabrielmusic.com. Okay, and and that that leads them to the album. Yeah, it'll lead, there's like a bunch of links up there. It'll mm. have like the album and all my uh, social stuff. If not, they can just go to Spotify, uh, title, uh, iTunes, anywhere, that anywhere can, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cool. I'll, I'll make sure I put at least like an iTunes link or something. Cool. Sweet. Okay, so let's listen to Hummingbird and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up. Feeling like a hummingbird, hungry and red. Body moving faster than my head. Being a spider.
And we're back. Okay, so, Chabrielle, I do appreciate you coming in. Uh, I, I know you probably didn't know what to expect out of this whole thing, and I was, I'm, I'm re I really appreciate you being open and just, you know, letting the conversation kind of go wherever the hell it went. Oh, uh, I appreciate that from you, too, you know, just letting us just, like, talk, and I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's the only way to do it these days. I, I mean, I, I always have questions, but most of the time my questions lead to something else, and that's... That's what I like about this because it's just this yeah. long form. There's no time limit, and you know, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, Thank you. So uh, September 30th uh, at Vinyl at the Hard Rock, and now that's on the Strip, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little off the Strip, um, the strip. but pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, do you got any other shows planned? You got any other tours planned? Anything like that coming? Um, that's really the only thing that's planned right now, just like going full force for that show. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, and then just really like promoting the EP and yeah. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and where can people find you on Twitter, social media, Facebook, anything like that? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Shabriel music. So that's S A B R I E L music. And then Instagram Shabriel underscore music and Facebook, Shabriel Music. And you can also find all of that and um, more at shabrielmusic.com. Perfect. Okay, Shabriel, thank you so much. Uh, have a wonderful day. And thank um, you. I love the music and just keep creating. Thank you so much. So good talking to you. Yeah, same. All right, see ya. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. A lovely conversation with a lovely young lady. Go check out her music on Spotify, iTunes, all the good stuff there. There'll be a link in the description, so go ahead and click on that. Download this album, stream this album, and if you're in Las Vegas this Friday? Yes, Friday, September 30th, which is tomorrow, uh, at the Vinyl at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. I had to redo this ending because I said Las Vegas, California. I don't think there is a Las Vegas, California. In any case, go and check her out. And if you're listening to this past that date, then you missed out, my friend. Um, incredible artist. Very pleasant to talk to person and um, just very grateful. Please write the show. If you want, say something nice, say something rude, it doesn't matter. I was thinking about reading emails again, so I've been getting emails about rude emails. People want to hear the rude emails, so maybe I'll start doing that again. It only encourages you fuckers. In any case, my uh, write the show, we speak English good at gmail.com. And, um,. Leave a uh, leave a comment on iTunes. I'm sorry, it's really tired. I'm very tired, so forgive me. Leave a comment on iTunes. Leave us a rating somewhere on the podcast. I don't know app that you listen to podcasts on. It helps. It helps us get uh, a little bit more notice in the podcast world. And I do apologize for all the breaks in the internet on this interview. It sucks down here in the garage. So 
I have this extension here, but it doesn't always work out in our favor. Anyways, stay up, everybody. Uh, be nice to everybody, everybody. And HJs for everybody. And um, I'll see you later. Bye.